and welcome to episode 19 of the On a Family Base podcast. My name's Jake. I'm Dallas. And I'm Ben. Dallas sounds really energetic. I know he's super. Hungry. Yeah, he's super enthused. He's ready to be here. He's ready to rock and roll. Let's pump it up a bit. Okay. All right. Send me a line of that good stuff, and I'll be ready to roll. I I don't think so. All right, <laughs> so let's uh let's jump right in and just talk about what we've been watching this past week. So Ben, last week Dallas and I decided that we're going to either talk about something we watch in sports or something not in sports. So just one thing you've been watching. So what's one thing you've been watching, Ben, this past week? So I was telling you before we started recording, I watched a new movie um, that people should check out. It's called Memories of a Murder. It's on uh, Hulu. It's made by the same director who did Parasite and uh, Snowpiercer, which are, which are great movies. Um, so that's like the non-sports thing. And then I have been trying to catch baseball games on Prime. So that's basically all I can watch or where I can watch them. Um, so I'll, I'll catch a couple innings here and there, but I haven't, you know, been able to sit and watch anything. Um, so, yeah, I mean, outside of that, really not much documentaries, but, you know, I always watch that. So. Yeah, gotcha. Dallas, what you've been watching this past week? Uh, listen to the Cubs on drive back from indiana yeah how was that it was i mean it was fun i didn't realize how much airtime was taken up by advertisements Mm. until i was listening yeah and it seems like everything that happens in a game is brought to you by someone or someone else (laughs) and um like just the inning breaks and then in I was listening on the score 670 and they had their own little advertisements interrupt broadcast so like they would in the middle of gameplay just cut away to a 670 advertisement and then you have to do that legally so I never radio is my thing it's what I graduated in that's my major um so you legally have to cut in every hour I think it's like on the 10th so every 10 10 minutes Mm. past the hour you have to cut in and do a station identification and yeah yeah say who you are yeah so it wasn't even that I mean, though it was the score advertising it wasn't the station identification it was just it would cut away to like a mattress commercial and i'd be like why did that happen and then it would go back to the gameplay yeah. and then there would be more advertisements and i was like this is ridiculous. but would it be like during pitching changes or mound visits no and stuff? like random uh-huh. like very very random times and maybe you were getting weird inter- interference or something yeah i don't know I don't know. That is odd, though. I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe it was like the Kentucky Airways or something. But... <laughs> interfering, interfering with the Chicago. Right. It was. Um. But it was. It was fun. I mean, just because. I mean, just because you don't know everybody's face and what they look like, you can still picture like the gameplay in the field. So, it was just yeah. neat getting to uh. Go back to listening to radio broadcast. It was fun. Yeah. Baseball. Baseball radio broadcasts are always so slow. And I don't mean that in a bad way. They they fill it with such great like stories and anecdotes. Yeah. And there's there's like it's not like hockey. It feels the way that like the the audio even picks up the crowd. It's different mm-hmm. than in a TV. Like if you're watching it, for sure. So mm-hmm. it, it it feels like as if two people are sitting in front of you having a really in depth conversation, 
and you're there with the ball experience game the game yeah right yeah, there. Cool. yeah that's because what i, I think still... i think that's what radio does and it, it piques your imagination so that you're like you said if the play-by-play guy and the color guy are doing their job well they're like painting a picture yeah. for you of the game as it's happening absolutely and yeah. it, it's a it's such a great uh medium to watch sports in general but yeah it's a lot of fun or experience sports i guess not watch it like i prefer listening to bears games on the radio mm. and i'll watch the game but I'll mute the TV, especially if I don't like the announcers for whatever reason, you know. Yeah. But if, like the anno- if the announcers are annoying or the Bears are losing, I don't want to hear them talk about the Bears in a bad way. So I'll just <laughs> listen to the Bears home broadcast where they make everything sound. So <laughs> home, and, and then basketball play by play is insane, dude. Those guys talk a mile a minute because there's constantly, and I'm assuming hockey's the same way. It's just like constantly mm, yeah. action going on. Hockey's quick. Yeah, it's just the radio is such a fun way of uh, experiencing sports, though. Yeah, we got way off topic. Jake, go ahead. No, it's totally okay. Um, no, so uh, just to transition to me, uh, I think you know Ben and I were talking a bit about this. So I was watching on my own time, so not with anyone else, not with my kid or my wife who has no interest, but I was watching a Netflix documentary series about John Wayne Gacy. Nice. So the serial killer based out of Chicago. So that was fun. Yeah, you're Uh, a big fan of his, right? Yeah. Does Does he make your Mount Rushmore of serial killers? Wow. He's got to, right? <laughs> what well, let's not go there. All right. We're not we're not putting them on the rush on the rush more right now. All right, so why don't we just uh hit first base and talk about the Cubs as we always do? So this past week the Cubs uh did not really have a great week. They went two and five, they lost both series against the Rays. And then against the Pirates, so they lost two or three against the Pirates or the Rays, and lost three or four against the Pirates. But in that four-game series against the Pirates, the Cubs did score twenty-one. And Dallas, you and I were texting during that game, so I know you were following that game pretty well. And that was a good game to watch or listen to for your case. So. Uh, uh, for that Tampa Bay series, it started off okay. They won four to two, but then they proceeded to lose five six in two eight to two in uh, in the subsequent games. So, the, I think the main story that they came out of this week were it was twofold. It was pretty much like the Tampa Bay Rays showed the Cubs starting pitching can be really deficient, can be really lacking. And then in the Pirates series, the hitting can be shown as either an asset or a liability. So, Ben, what do you think? Uh, what do you think is a greater concern for the Cubs? Do you think it's, it is their starting pitching, or do you think it is their, their I would say, their pendulum swings at the plate? So, if I'm answering the question... Honestly, it is. Yes, please. Um, it is equally as concerning, but also not unexpected. 
right? So the realistic yeah. Cubs fan, the one who wouldn't bet that the Cubs would win 95 games, right? right. Yeah. Um, Seven. That, 97. That, 97 games, excuse me. That person would say the Cubs' expectations for their pitching staff wasn't super high to begin with. The expectations for the hitting wasn't expected to be very high to begin with, right? So they're hitting and pitching at about where you think, where you thought they might, which is a below 500 team who's going to have games where they hit a lot of runs, score a lot of runs, get a lot of hits. And then there's going to be games where they score two runs or a three game set where they score three runs. You know what I mean? There's going to be games like that too. It's just kind of par for the course on how we kind of expected it to be. Um, You want Stroman to be more like his first start, not his last start. Because, I mean, that was like polar opposites there. Um, But then, you know, the bright side is that you can look at guys like Suzuki, who's still hitting the ball well. Uh, Nico had a really good game in that that eight-run game against – or the 21-game – 21-run game against the Pirates. Um, I feel like everyone did. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. So, like, if they can – obviously, scoring 20 runs a game is unrealistic. It's not – you know, yeah, right. It's going to happen all the time. But if you can harness some of that, get if you can get five runs a game, a mediocre pitching staff can win with five runs, giving up five runs a game or, or having a five run cushion. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you, them giving up, you know, five runs and scoring three runs isn't obviously it's not a formula for success. So I think to answer your question, they're playing right at about where you'd think they would which is they're going to have good outings. They're going to have bad outings. They're going to have good hitting shows. They're going to, you know, get three hits in a two, yeah. you know, over two games. So right. that's just going to be what it is. So Dallas, uh, from the two series that Cubs had this past week, uh, what do you think is the more concerning part? The pitching, especially from Justin Steele and Marcus Stroman, who we even talked about last week needing to step up and then them not doing that well against the against the Rays. Or do you think the Cubs hitting that 21 run mark and then sliding down to three runs in that final game against the Farts? Which one do you think is more concerning? The pitching or the hitting? What do you think? It would be the pitching then. I mean, nobody expects you to hit 20 runs or knock in 20 runs in the game, but all you really need to win a game is three, right? Most games. You'd, so, you'd hope, um, yeah. Yeah, you would hope. But most games, uh, if you play well defensively and then pitching steps up, three runs should be more than enough, right? So um, short answer, pitching needs a little little work. Even some, yeah. of, some of the runs in that 21-run game, some of the runs were scored just because the Pirates were sloppy. Like it's it's not like they they were hitting like in the perfect spot. There were a lot of really good hits. There was it was a lot of it sounded like batting practice, but there were there were some there were some errors committed. Um, there were just some slap like sloppy plays. So was it real windy that day too? It was, yeah, and it was pushing out too. So those uh, I mean, there were a couple home runs hit that day. Uh, it was pushing out, so it was a good day to to be a batter. But um, Hendricks came out. You know, he pitched well. Yeah. Um, there's nothing like no complaining there, but he's also expected to do that. Um, he is yeah. the ace, he's, right? But he's the number one. The ace, yeah. Right. So he's he's their guy. So if they were going to win a game that weekend, it was Saturday. Um, 
and they did. They, they but the fact that out. it's the fact that it's the Pirates, though, you would have liked them to have at least win all of the them. Series. Yeah, sure, sure. Or to have a game instead. Yeah. Split the series, you know, like you yeah. should go in. Yeah, on a four game set, let's split the series. Three right. game set, obviously, you need to win two out of two out of three, right? Right. That makes sense. But the if you can at least series? split the series against a, a team that's supposed to be inferior to yours. Uh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and they came out of the weekend with to. a better record. The Pirates yeah, got a better yeah. record than the Cubs right now. It's a joke. So, yeah, not 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 great. Uh, not a great weekend for the boys. Yeah, you know, to answer my question right there, so I think the pitching is more of a concern for this one main reason, is that when you look at the team stats. Oh, when compared to the rest of the league. So the Cubs are number nine in hits. They're number one in batting average. They're number two in hits. Number one in on-base percentage. They are 22nd in strikeouts. So 20, that's low for strikeouts. They're, OP, they're number one in OPS. But their ERA is ranked 21st with 4.11. There it is. So they're they're hitting, and again, some of the stats are heavily influenced by that 21 run game. And sure. the fact that it's only you know two weeks into the season, you know, and so that's what I'm saying. I think sure. I think we're sure, going to hit but, more of but, a. But everyone's two weeks in. That's true. Everyone's two weeks in, so they at least in the end, if you take away that one game, of course it'd be different. But you, they had that game, so you can't really take that out. So right. I think that pitching is more of more of a concern because, for one thing, two of their five starting pitchers are not even pitching right now. Wade Miley and Alec Mills are and hurt. Dallas Gonzalez. Yeah, of course. What? You're are you a starter or yeah? Close? What's your pitcher? What's your what, what pitches are you bringing to the mound? What's your repertoire? What's right, your good. repertoire? I'm glad, Bill? I'm glad you guys asked. I'm glad that we have a moment to speak about this. Yeah. First, come with the two seam. Obviously, that's my go-to. I throw okay. it from the outfield, clocking in at a hard seventy-one. Why are you throwing <laughs> it from the outfield? We need from you on the, the pitchers mound, my to guy. The plate, my man. I'm so, I'm it's giving slow. the batters. I'm giving them. A little bit of an edge. 40, 40 extra feet. They need it. And they off flat ground. And then I'm uh, I'm going to switch it up with what I like to call a circle change, but I know it's not held right. And it might. How do you hold, anywhere, do you hold it, it? It might land somewhere near the plate. It might go a little off. I don't know. What's the grip on it? Let me see. Just like this. Just a little like circle. This. But you got, you're supposed to go like this change. and under the under the waist. Get, you get that two, you get, get that Vulcan. That's what yeah. I hit them with. After they you, miss you, it. you give them one of those, and then you get to do two hits on the uh, on That's the right. batter. That's right. And then if they fart, you yell doorknob, and then you just beat them until they touch <laughs> until, the doorknob. But guess what? There's no doorknobs in Wrigley. You out of luck. Safety, safety. <laughs> Can we take take a second? We used to beat each other up for farting, which is appropriate. Would, they should actually assault I mean, the person until they touched. Doorknob of all things in that the world. That should be translated into real life application, though. Like that's that should still carry out like into adult world. If somebody farts if in a public fart, place, you should be able to beat them in an elevator until the doors open. Oh, and then they touch a doorknob. Yeah, I'm with that. 
I did. Uh, I just start John Wicking people in an elevator. Just pop, pop, so, you're, pop, so you're killing pop. people. That's okay, a John little... Wick. No, that's extreme. How about Captain America in that elevator scene? Yeah, and yeah. Winter Soldier, right? That was that's yeah. Like, now we're talking. Cooler. Yeah, that is way cooler and way less yeah. lethal. He probably killed some people though. Dude, he's yeah. smashing dudes they, in the head. They never like, talk hard. about that either. They <laughs> hard. never bring it up. No. You know no. the Hulk's killed multiple people. Multiple sure. people, dude. Anytime he would smash into those buildings, anybody that's on like the window looking out, just Good trying luck. to see what's going on. What's he's this? Just crushed by the Hulk. Just come flying through the window. Not even by like a, a dangerous move, but like by his foot just grappling the side. Like, okay, yeah. Dude, done. and that's like the whole premise of... Uh, Batman versus Superman. With mm. Batman, Ben Affleck gets mad. He gets mad because Superman, in when he was fighting uh, his bad guy, killed a bunch of innocent people, and Batman was like, "No, <laughs> no, I'm mad." Now. Yeah, and then yeah, that do, movie was terrible. But do, you, but do you remember how that whole thing got diffused? Because they're Mar- Martha, right? They're both their Mar- mom's name is Martha. Martha, Martha, Martha. Are you kidding me? Dude, like you just tried you just tried punching me through the face, Superman. You're an alien. You want me to care that we, our moms have the same name? Like I have spent five straight minutes trying to kill you, and you spent five minutes trying to kill me, and I'm supposed to care that your mom has the same okay. name as me? Same name as my mom? And, and that tells you what's happening in D.C. There you go. It makes that much sense. All right, so I think... I think overall, we all said pitching, right? Yeah. Pitching is yeah. more of a concern. All right, so I mean, I, I, th- I would like more consistency out of the hitting. Just yeah. spread out 21 runs over a four-game set instead of bunching yeah. it in one game and then not scoring the next you know couple days. Well, well in, in fairness, so you look at their the seven games they played last week. They gave up uh, two runs. They give up six, eight, four, four, zero, four. So again, as you said, Ben, if they if the offense scored five consistently, again, that's I mean that's a lot. Like five runs every game, that's the high bar. But right. the pitching, the pitching, especially when it comes down to crunch time, you. If you make it further, you want to have you guys actually going more than think the most was Hendricks. But outside Hendricks, I think the the most they want was into the fifth inning. So if your starters can get sort of into the game, I mean, that'd be nice. That'd be good. Yeah. I mean, ideally, uh, lighter obviously isn't a long term option. No. no. Um, He's not even like okay, so he would be the guy that you'd want like come in, eat five innings for us, and then let yeah. us get to a bullpen game. And he's not even doing that. You know what I mean? No. So no. I mean, at this point, what's the point of keeping him? I know he's getting moved as soon as someone comes back up, Miley or yeah. or Mills. But I mean, you're you're pretty much giving away a game every time he pitches, and that's that's not helping. He, no, no, it's not. All right, so so Ben, we talked about last week, but I want your answer on this. And again, this is after a rough week from the Cubs, but uh, your projection of 97 wins, do you think they're hitting that? I do. Wow. Maybe even maybe even exceeding it. We'll see. You 
This week coming up, this week coming up will tell a lot. It's 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 rare that such important games are played this early in the season. Mm. But if the Cubs are going to hit 97 wins, they have to sweep this this whole week. 7 and 0. Wow. 7 and 0 yeah. in 7 games. Right. I'm calling it. I mean, think they're going to do it. I'm... Absolutely not. But they could. <laughs> <laughs> but they there could. That's a real so this week, as this will record, their first, or as this will come out, the first game against the Braves will have already happened. That's Tuesday. So Wednesday, you'll see the second game against the Braves. But I forget the overall schedule. So they have the Braves, and then they have a, how long is this series against the Brewers? They have a three game against the Brewers. That's an important but series. Then, but then when our next episode airs, they play the White Sox. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Cup Sox, yeah, that's right. And they're they're struggling too, so maybe take that. Maybe All right, so that. yeah, I mean we'll have some uh we'll have some things to talk about uh when we come back. So Ben thinks they're going to go over 97. I don't think that's the record you're going to have at the end of the season, but that's no, just absolutely me. not. So let's uh, hit second base and actually talk about a more important record and a bigger record this past week that was broken. And that was Miguel Cabrera hitting and surpassing 3,000 hits. So Miguel Cabrera got hit number 3,000 Saturday afternoon against the Rockies at his home park in Detroit. Um, and he he is one of these seven players in all MLB history with 3,000 hits and 500 home runs. Is it seven? It's something really low. I thought it was twenty or something yeah. like that. Yeah. No, he's one of he is one of seven with three thousand hits, five hundred home runs. But on top of that, if you go deeper, he is one of three at living, but also just overall players ever in the MLB to hit. 3,000 hits, 500 home runs, and have a, a batting average of over 310. Can you guys guess the other two players who did that? And just name one. Will the Mays? Damn, that was my second guess. And Barry Bonds. No, Barry Bonds doesn't have 3,000 no. hits. I would have to say... Uh, he's saying Willie is one of them? Yeah. Give me a second. I know this is great dead air. Kill it. Kill it. <laughs> it's all right. Kill it's it. all right. Dallas, vamp, vamp, Dallas. Ty Cobb. Not even close. I mean, he definitely has the batting average, not the home Dan run. Dan Rodriguez. He's up there. I think he's missing uh, something. Uh, I don't know, Jake. Who is it? Uh, you know, as I said, it, I forgot the second one. Wow. So, yeah. So there's exactly. no answer. No, there is an answer. I just don't prank. know who it is. Pranks and answers. Um, when show. I find out who, when I find out who it is, I'll let you know. 
So I actually have some 3,000 hit stats for you, too. I was actually... Yeah, um, go ahead. All right, so you guys get to guess. Who has the lowest career batting average of any player with 3,000 hits? Here's your hints. We watched him play. He retired in the 90s. Tony Gwynn. No, he retired in the 2000s, early 2000s. And Tony he's Glenn. famous. No, it's that's a great answer. guess. Thank you. No, Tony Green has a really high uh, batting average. Um, Does he? I thought he was under 300. My bad. No, dude, he was bad. He was. He had seasons where he was hitting almost 400. In the strike That's shortened year, I think he was batting like 390. He almost had 400. That's so good. Um, anyways, it's, uh, he played his whole career in the AL East. A oh, Wade box. No, Wade Boggs is a great guess, but he batted 328. It's really high. <laughs> wow. Never mind. In the AL East. Dale, you and I both played for his version of the team in Homewood Baseball. Ripken? 276 career batting average. Lowest no way. for any hitter with 3,000 hits. And then second lowest is Ricky, 279. Wow. But he also got on base a bajillion times. So the highest career batting average is obviously Ty Cobb with 366. And he also had 4,189 hits, which is just insane. Dumb. And then last thing I want to talk about is who do you guys think is the next player to get 3,000 hits? Because Dave and I were oh. talking about this on Saturday. There is no oh. one coming close. I don't think for a long time. Well, I don't know. No, they were immediately they were talking about who's the next one. Like, like, uh, I don't think there's anybody even really close. So the next closest is Robinson Cano. He has a little under 2,700 hits, but he's 39, and I mean... That would take a lot. Yeah, I don't think he's getting there. He'll be... Anyway, he won't get there. But the next two He would have been a Hall of Famer, too, if he didn't get busted. If he didn't pop for Royd's first ballot Hall of Famer, that guy would have been. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, to answer your question, that was actually going to be something we talked about uh, later, I think. But uh, I th- I, in my opinion, it's going to be barring, and this is always barring injury, Jose Altuve. He's like 28, 29? He, he is 32. Jeez. But, I didn't realize he and I were the same age. What's up, little man? But Manny Machado is right there under him as far as hits. He is 29. So hmm. I would say, I want to say Altuve because he doesn't get injured very much. He'll get hits in uh, in Minimate. And uh, um, he averages like high one. 60s hits per year so you need you need a lot of hits and you need to be on the field so i think he i and think him it helps that he knows what pitch is coming so <laughs> you know doesn't hurt no comment but it was crazy that each year would get 200 singles in a year 200 just singles not any other hit and then he would obviously get whatever other hit you know what i mean that's crazy Dude, he would just be like, all right, and I'm going to hit it between third and short now. Dink. And then it was just done. He could just do whatever he wanted to do. Dude was a magician, a wizard. 
easily my favorite player. Crazy. Hey, at, at the age of 48, I think it was two weeks ago, he threw out a first pitch. Yeah. I may have been on Jack. He threw a pitch at 94 miles an hour yeah. at 48 years old. Let the man pitch for the Cubs. What he could be he could be in the bullpen right now. Yeah, sure. I mean, and we would have Ichiro, dude. That'd be Wouldn't sick. Wouldn't hurt. It'd be sick. We get a, the Suzuki brothers in the outfield, Ichiro and Seiya. It's like the so, best Mario Brothers uh, spinoff ever. At, as Cubs fans, we have a special place for Miguel Cabrera because in 2003, Miguel Cabrera was on the then Florida Marlins. Mm -hmm. That was his rookie year. He debuted as a Marlin on June 20th, 2003 at 20 years old. That makes you feel old. So what my question is this. As Cubs fans, what's a more memorable accomplishment for him as Cubs fans? Him in his role in the World Series year in 2003 or his Triple Crown year of 2012 where he hit 330 with 44 home runs and 139 RBIs. Which one do you think is going to stand out more? Triple Crown. Yeah? I would say World Series. Hmm. All right. Fight. <laughs> Go. Because the World Series won every year. It's not a triple crown where it's like that easy. No, but not everybody wins a World Series either. Also Players true. For their whole career. I mean, look, at, many, look at Ron Santa. How many, hands, how many hands can you count triple crown winners in how your life? Hands? Two, how many hands? Yeah, how many fingers? How many hands? How many hands? Oh, yeah. I have, I have, two, I have hands. two hands. It's on two hands. Yeah, but how, <laughs> go ahead. How, how many people have won a triple crown? Like, I just said probably seven. I would say probably count them on two hands. And that's it. So like, but there's probably more than that. I mean, I can I'll look it up while we're talking. But I'm just saying, man. Like, how many World Series people go there in your lifetime? I know, I know. But how many World Series has he been in? It's so much more rare. Like that's all I'm saying. Like that. That's, I'm not that, saying that it's not rare. Defining. That's career defining right there. I think you're right on that. That it's rare. But I'm just saying, winning the the World Series is the whole purpose of the sport. You don't you don't get into baseball to try to win a triple crown. No, you get into right. baseball to win a world series. But for career defining, I would, I would go with the triple crown. Just saying, ask Charles Barkley what he would rather have the rebound title or a, <laughs> that's way different. You know, not that's like getting the triple, triple Benny <laughs> or fuck you and your triple, triple, triple right? <laughs> it's not a get, thing. Get the triple, Jake, triple. Do you know, do you know about the triple, triple? Uh, I'm going to say no. Dallas thinks you can get triple digit points, assists, <laughs> and rebounds in the same game. All right, shut the triple, up. The triple, triple. triple. All right, we've been talking about this for years the triple, triple. Look, if you make quarters like 30 minutes long, I bet somebody could do it. Kobe could have done it. All right. There's been 16 I, triple crown winners, by the way. In really how long? But, but so the, the first one happened in 1878. Since the beginning of baseball, there have been 16. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Paul, Paul Hines for the Providence Rays. And in the past 20 years, there have been 20 World Series. So, like, let's let's calm down. Before Meggie did it, Yaz was the last person in 1967. So, so in fair, in fairness, Dal says, so may change your mind. It may not. 
You in won't. fairness, my no. In fairness, <laughs> my question was: as Cubs fans, what record or what memory? As Cubs fans, him winning the World Series or a Triple Crown. So as Cubs fans, I would sign with outside with Ben because Both. that was the Cubs year. But as well, a gen, as a general baseball fan, I would I definitely side with you. A triple crown is insane. Okay, so let me tell you about let me let me hear you. This is the first thing I think of when I think of Miguel Cabrera. Him being on first base when Jim Joyce blew Armando Galarraga's perfect game. You know, Mickey gets the ground ball, makes yeah. the flip, yeah. clearly out, and he's standing there with his hands on his head, like, "What the hell? You just." You just blew that call. Like, even if that guy's clearly safe, you still say he's out. It's a perfect yeah. game. Whatever. Whatever. That's like 15 years ago, right? But then the other thing is that same year, 2003, they go to the NLC, or they go to the World Series. They beat us in the NLCS. Then as a rookie, he's facing 40-year-old crotchety Roger Clemens, who's roided up, mad right. at everybody, buzzes the tower, right? He throws high in at Miggy. Miggy stares right. him down like whatever, right? This is a 20-year-old kid against 40-year-old Roger Clemens, the greatest pitcher of all time. And then I think maybe the next pitch or some pitch later in the at-bat, Miggy hits opposite field home run. Yeah. And it's like, bro, you knew the guy was going to be legit. Like, you don't just stare down Roger Clemens like that right. in the World Series the and go opera. Like, that's incredible. So those are the first two things I think of. One's funny and shitty, but silly. And the other thing is him like – announcing himself to the what an amazing first year too yeah yeah i mean he definitely i mean that's a first year to remember that's like uh randy rosarena uh for the race he won the world series in his first year he technically was not a rookie it was like that role where he didn't play enough games but he was like the best there. Yeah. Like there anyways so but yeah so you know the one thing i would i remember i think about when it comes to miguel cabrera is that he has they show weird plays and highlights of this all the time so he has so much fun with other players in the crowd yeah. in the crowd he like plays with people he like messes with people like fake punching or pulling out their jersey or playing with fans in the crowd whatever that's for me seeing a baseball player have fun and treat it like a game yeah that's always that's always fun yeah he seems like a good guy to hang out with like that's always been my you know my meter of what i hang out with this and i would absolutely hang out with he it's like david ortiz that way you know yeah well, yeah, they just like they're really fun people. They just like you know magnate like this energy. You know, it's 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 it seems like yeah, it seems, it seems like, like a he, great guy he kept, the, team. kept the spirit of baseball with him. You, you know, know uh, like he's getting paid lots of money. The, the spirit of Massachusetts is yeah, the spirit he, of America. He certainly is getting paid a lot of money, but I think um, he's collecting thirty-one over each of the next two seasons. So good for him. Making sixty-two million dollars to be below he, average, and he signed that deal after he won the triple crown. That was genius. He's a businessman. He's but, not a businessman. You know, He's a businessman. Man. But as you as you point out, Ben Miguel Cabrera is 
uh, one of the most beloved players by other players in the league. But that will kind of transition to the third base topic, which is a segment we're going to try to do pretty consistently, which is just take your pick, yes or no. And talking about beloved players in the league, Albert Pujols, he, at this current day, he has 681 home runs. As of, as of us recording on Monday night, <clears throat> do we, Ben, do you believe Albert Pujols gets the 700 home runs this year? Because this is his last year. Does it get there? Yes or no? <sighs> if you're holding a gun to my head and you're making me pick, I say no. Mm. Because 19 more home 19 more home runs is a lot more home runs. Yeah, but you know, how close? I think he gets 695, 696, something like that. He gets yeah. close. He gets close. But I just think I mean, dude, the DH in the NL really helps because he's gonna get some yeah. cheapo at bats at the end there. Yeah. I mean, I hope he does because you know that's great for baseball. But um, I don't think he does. I don't think he's able to do it. I think he falls a little bit short, but the Cardinals are still going to be the Cardinals, so they can suck it. Yeah, well, you know, kind of my thought is when it comes to pools. So if he gets anywhere near 700, they're, they're getting him at best. Like, they're starting him every game no matter what. I At least I think. As Maybe long as they're not, not like... I mean, as long as they're not playing for first place, you know what I mean, where they actually have to put their best team on the floor, then yeah, I think I mean, even he would be true. like, okay, I'm going to, you know. Because he seems like the guy that would do what's best for the team. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. I mean, and the point is for him to end in St. Louis. It's right. not to hit a, a record. So if you were to ask me, I'd say no. But, man, I would love for Pools to hit 700. That guy is... As a Cubs fan, even when he was on the cards in his prime, he it was hard to dislike him. He was just so, again, he seemed to like playing baseball, seemed mm-hmm. to have fun. He was really good. Um, I don't know. He's consistent. Um, yeah, consistently yeah. good for what seemed like. 10 straight years against us? Well, well, well I mean, he has, he has 680 home runs. I'm sure he's really good. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, well, unfortunately, I would love to see the baseball reference breakdown of how many of those 680 are against us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, just based yeah. on because they're in the same division, they have to play us a lot. I would assume us and the Pirates and the Brewers have to be, and even the Astros maybe for a little bit, have to be high up on that list. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, you know, uh, so we'll move forward. So the second topic was going to be the 3,000 hits. Who was going to be the next one to get 3,000 hits? But we already talked about that. So let's move to the next one. So I think it was Saturday. The Cleveland Guardians were playing the New York Yankees. So it was Saturday or Sunday. I, can't, I think it was Saturday. So... Cleveland Guardians outfielder Miles Shaw, there was a huge, like, fans were throwing beer bottles onto the field at players. There was a huge thing going on. So Miles Shaw, the outfielder, who actually got into a verbal 
fight with some of the fans in the outfield. Miles Shaw said the Yankees have, quote, the, the, the worst fan base on the planet. Ben, you agree. Do the Yankees have the worst fan base? I will say they are lumped together with Cowboys, Lakers, and Duke Blue Devils fans, as in, like, the cabal of the worst sports fandom, like, in this entire conglomerate. Uh, The Yankees are really entitled. Most of their 27 championships happened, you know, before color television. Mm. And then they were terrible from, like, the 60s to the 80s. And then they got a little good, and then they were bad again until Jeter, right? And then they struck gold. Bam, 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 bam. So I get it. But the Yankees fans are tough to – I wouldn't want to go to a Yankees game all the time. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like once to see the stadium because it would be cool. But I wouldn't want to hang out there. Yankees fans seem like a tough hang. So, Ben, yes or no, are they the worst fan base? It's tough. The Red Sox Sox fans, I know, Red Sox fans are notoriously racist, so that makes them terrible by default. So it's like I have to pick between bad sports fans or racists. I mean. So by default, I'm going to say no. The Yankees don't have the worst, but it's probably close. They're up there. I'm going to I'm going to say no for one reason. You said the planet, bro. The planet's big. Soccer fans are pretty bro, brutal. Base, maybe in baseball. If you said baseball, some people might agree. Bro, there, if you think about soccer or football across the world, there are so many, like, it's, it's real subjective. So I understand the frustration, the anger that came out, but the worst on the planet? Maybe he meant like within his planet, his his sphere of life, which is like the baseball planet. Maybe that's what he meant. But yeah. I mean, in in your opinion, that's it's, again, it's very subjective. Maybe to you, the Yankees are the worst, but to me, I would say no, only because this is a big planet. Yeah, I mean, at least we know Miles Straw will never play for the Yankees ever. But he would be a Red Sox legend. The moment he yeah. put put that jersey on, he would become, you know, the next like god. So we want Marshall in Boston. That's pretty much. Yeah, let's make that happen. Saying. The Guardians right, are so, terrible. Trade him, get him on, get yeah. him on a team, and make it happen. All right. So the next one is that the Dodgers, as of right now, have the best record uh, in in baseball. Yes or no? Take your pick, yes or no. Are the Dodgers the best team in baseball? Yes. Yeah. I mean, they're playing the best right now. Hitting, pitching, combination of both. Um, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to argue with the record, right? Like like, like yeah. Dallas and I were talking, you play the whole season. They'll try to win a World Series. So uh, you get there easiest by having the best regular season schedule and by winning a lot of games. So as long as they keep winning games, they can't, you know, you can't prove that they're not the best team in baseball just by base numbers. And then you look at the roster top to bottom, like I said, hitting and pitching They're they're about as well put together of a team as you have, you know, in baseball in the last good long while. Yeah. They're like a, a video game team. 
They're just yeah, like the, the best players all. It's like an all-star team for anyone who's not a baseball fan or something or a video game fan. But uh, I would say yes. So far, they're up there as the best. They're still the best number one in power rankings. But I would say they're just playing the best. I think they're going to stay top five all year. But I would say they are the best team. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. So next thing, in staying in the National League, so the Mets have had a great start to the year as well. So do the Mets actually stop being the Mets and make it to the NLCS this, this year? Do we think that? I'm trying to remember. Who did I pick to win the World Series? I don't think we made official oh, okay. picks. Okay. Um, then I reserve the right to pick later. No. Uh, I think I picked the Braves to win that division. So yeah. by that metric – that means the Mets would have to go in through the wild card and the Braves would still have to lose at some point. So I'm going to say no, just because I'm going to mm-hmm. rock with the Braves. And Acuna's coming back. I know he's playing some uh, rehab games and stuff. Yeah. Um, speaking about guys who love, who seem like they really love baseball, yeah. he's, he's right there on that list. Um, so no, I'm going to say the Mets will continue to Met and not – make the world series or the even the nlcs okay what um, about you? i'm gonna, i'm gonna say yes i picked them to win the division but either way wild card or not they have an incredible starting rotation their bullpen is iffy at times but their lineup is just it's just great Love overall it. so and you got Pete, I say, you know right i mean their lineup from one to nine is just you don't want to face most of them. So yeah. I think the Mets get there. I think they played the Dodgers in the NLCS, and that's a great place for baseball to be, I think. So why don't, LA, we, yeah. why don't we uh go to our last ticket pick and we'll do this pretty quick. So on May 3rd and 4th, so next Tuesday and Wednesday, the Cubs and the White Sox, the Chicago Cubs and Chicago White Sox, finally play their just a two-game series. They finally play each other. So, Ben, what do you think? Yes or no on this? The Cubs will have more wins at the end of the year than the White Sox. Well, the Cubs are going to have 97 at the very yeah, least. Yeah, to So you. that would mean... Yeah. That would mean the White Sox would have to equally have 97 wins or more. Yeah. Uh, no, honest honest Cubs fan, honest baseball fan, the White Sox will probably figure it out. They also yeah. played poorly over the past week. You know, they're under 500. they They've been hurt. So you have to imagine, you know, Giolito came back and he pitched really well the other day. Yeah. But you have to imagine once they get everybody right, get going, that they'll pull away and the Cubs will be the Cubs, and, you know. So I, I would, st- yeah, I would take the White Sox as so. So the answer to the question, no, the Cubs will not have more wins than the White Sox at the end of the year. Just going back in their pick, just so easy. No, but it's then that football. that part of me still says 90, 97, maybe a hundred, maybe more. Mm. We'll see. I'm I'm just gonna make it easy and just say no. 
the Cubs had, I think the Cubs get 75 to 80 wins. So, no, I think the White Sox are going to figure it out and they're going to add more. There you go. Pretty, pretty easy. All right. So, we're actually going to uh, hit home plate real quick at the end. So, usually when we hit home plate, we have our takes of the week. So, what, Ben, you weren't here last week, so why don't you start us off? What is your Chicago sports team take of the week? The Bulls have one more loss than them. Um, I predicted a sweep, but I'm glad they took at least one. You know, um, But they'll lose. I think they play tomorrow, so they'll lose tomorrow, and that'll be it. Um, so, yeah, I'm just excited. And then the, the, the draft is later this week for the Bears. So, yeah. Um, I'm excited to see if we move up or if we keep, you know, in the second round who we take and, and you know, kind of where we go from there. But, yeah, so we had a busy week for uh, for the Bulls and the Bears. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I, with all the baseball happening, you know, this past week I actually tested my internet strength because I have MLB TV I, I was able to have a conversation with some friends, and then I was able to watch six games at one time. Oh, wow. So I was pushing that bandwidth. Hey, you know, it, it, but, as long as it works. Yeah. Sir Dallas, welcome back. Uh, we are at Home Plate, and we are doing our ticks of the week. Why don't you uh, go next on this? If it's the Cubs, uh, take of the week, that'd be it. But what's your overall Chicago sports team take of the week? I was excited to hear the Bulls were in the playoffs until Ben told me that they weren't going to do well anyways. Yes. Yeah. And my take of the week is I'm disappointed in that. But I still have a really cool Bulls shirt. I was going to say you're disappointed in the thing you didn't even know about as of yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but I know nothing four about games basketball. Ago, yeah. Show that bullshit for anyone post, watching on post YouTube. Post 1998, I know nothing about basketball. <clears throat> Why don't Boom. you show – look at that. But you should. Basketball's at, at its zenith. Basketball's at its peak. As it, as as great of a game as it'll ever be is, is what's happening right now. Speaking of zenith, have you guys seen a zenith TV in the past 15, 20 years? No. Anywhere? They had to have gone out of business. As soon as TVs went flat, Zenith's bank account went flat, bro. <laughs> Zenith was like, we're going to ride this out. We, they're <laughs> we're gonna just going to make deeper TVs. They're gonna come Let's out. make it a full-on fish tank and just send that sucker back. <laughs> I, I think that was a part of their ploy was actually to have TV fish tanks. And that just no, never okay. took off. So I know we, we're nearing the end, so we're, it's all right if we get a little off topic here. But I was talking about this to maybe Viviana. We were talking about TV sizes and how you'd have to pick up – you'd have two people in the front and then one person just carrying yeah. the ass of that TV. It's terrible. Be yeah. 36 pounds. Who but I that? used to remember, like, our front room TV was 32 inches. And, was and I thought that was the peak. I was like, we're never getting a TV bigger than this. Dude, you walk, <laughs> in, the, you walk in the Sam's Club and they just have, like, 70-inch TVs on sale. Right. And I'm like – this is double. Dude. This is double the best TV we ever how, had. Yeah, dude, how crazy is that? Like Isn't that nuts. Can you imagine giving your like, say you have a, a kid and they're like, I just want a TV for my room, and you actually like agree to it, and you get them a thirty-two inch. I can only imagine the look of utter disappointment. Like you have no idea how like, good you have it. Oh, 
and be like, you know what? Stick to your phone, kid. Dude, right? And then, like, I know Viviana had one of those uh, TVs that had a VHS, VHS player just, like, directly Did under it? under the 16-inch screen. So oh, it, was, yeah. it was the screen was the size of this laptop that I'm using to record this. Was, yeah. And then there was just a thick VHS. It was a quarter three-quarter screen. And the, all of the weight was in the ass. It was beautiful. All of it. All of it. Dude, old TVs, man. Wow. What a, what a thing that people don't have. You know what I mean? Like, we we have higher qualities on our phones. Okay. Yeah. Higher quality I'd rather, screens. I'd watch my phone than a 32-inch Zenith. That's for sure. Yeah. Dude, I, I remember the first time I ever yeah. saw the movie Avatar was on yeah. uh, a girlfriend of mine's tube tv 32 inch tube tv in her bed in her bedroom at the time no i was like so what a time what i I was like i don't appreciate this movie at all this is this is trash i'm seeing like this big and there's like a fuzzy blue guy running around i'm like i don't know what's going on man this movie is wild (laughs) you know i have a better resolution on my kids like camera for Mm -hmm. a room than we had growing up and this is probably the size of our Game Boys. Wow. So. Game Boys. That's another, another yeah. thing. And you know what? I'm actually going to end it by saying my take of the week is I actually think the Cubs only have six games this this calendar week. I think the Cubs, I think they're I think they maybe get two wins. So two and four? So two and four, I would say. But that's a maybe. All right, Doug, give me. Okay, so Doug, give your Cubs record for the week then. What do you think it's going to be? They they played three against the Braves and three against the Brewers in all away. I'm going to go with three and three. Hmm. I would take it because that means we're taking at least one of those series. Either we go, you know, two and one, so, or one and two, so, or whatever. So real, real quick, Dallas, who do you think they win a series against the Braves or the Brewers? I hope it's the Brewers. All right. them. And Ben, what do you what do you think? Well, I, I pick. You know, I, I'm rocking with the Braves pretty heavy, just based on our picks. So I'll take yeah. the Cubs beating the Brewers, uh, sweeping them. We're going to get swept by the Braves, and then we'll sweep the Brewers. And nothing yeah. will make sense when we record next Monday. No. No. All right, so that's actually going to wrap up episode 19 of the On a Family Basis podcast. Again, my name's Jake. And I'm Dallas. I'm Ben. What's up, what up? All right, now, if you're watching on YouTube, click the button below, the red button. If it's still red... That means you have not subscribed. Hit that button. Make it turn gray. Okay. Make make it small. If you're listening on any streaming service, subscribe there too. Yeah. Oh, subscribe. 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 Stream, but then subscribe. Okay. And then also share. So we're also if you check on the show notes, I have the links to our tiktok page our youtube or our youtube our instagram our facebook all that stuff so for porn hub all down, down there nope you do not have anything on there not so yet. just teasers <laughs> all right a lot of foot again so again 
<laughs> if you want the real links, go down below. Alright, so we're gonna wrap up this ending. Every ending always has something like that. <laughs> so why don't we just end there and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.